Hello, this is a show about the economics of rock and roll. I'm your host, Ryan Bazinet, and this is the No Love Songs Music Business Podcast. This episode features Sam Sumpter, creator of the blog and now book, Bands Do BK. We talked about the business side of the Brooklyn rock scene, based on Sam's hundreds of interviews with bands in NYC. Check it out. Let's do this. So what's up, Sam? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. All right. So this is, just to give you a quick rundown, this is the No Love Songs Music Business Podcast, Mm -hmm. where I like to take seriously the idea that a rock band is a business, which I think for a lot of artists is kind of a a controversial idea. Um, Some are more comfortable with it than others, but of course... You know, I play in a, in a band. I think everybody in Brooklyn plays in a band uh, at one point or, or, or another. But um, but there's a lot of business things that you have to do, from booking shows to putting out your music, which is a kind of a product that you're then trying to sell. You're trying to market. Um, you're trying to build an audience. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with, with people all the time. And uh, whether they're in your band or outside of your band, rehearsal spaces, uh, venues, there's a lot of business pieces that... that, that um, that, that are involved. So um, so part of the idea of this podcast was just talking to people who've got experience and trying to share some best practices because I feel like when you come in, nobody tells you, hey, this is how the business works, mm-hmm. right? So um, so I just want to get people's, people's advice and experiences and opinions on this. So before we get into that, though, you have a book. I do. And uh, I'd love to hear about it. Can you just give us a, a quick uh, rundown of what the book's about? Yes, my elevator pitch. Um, yeah, so Bands to BK, it's based on the blog and based largely on interviews that I did over the course of the last four years, basically, since I started doing it back in 2018. So like in-person interviews, phone interviews, Zoom interviews, um, written submissions, and just like all this content I've gathered over the years from musicians, and the result is a guide to Brooklyn by bands. So it's kind of like faces and places of the Brooklyn music scene. And what we've been describing as a guidebook means oral history meets um, kind of music fan memoir. So like a little bit of like meet me in the bathroom action mixed with like cool spots to go in the borough to like go see shows, drink, hang out in the park, find food, and yeah, just experience Brooklyn from the perspective of a musician. Fantastic. So that's so it's it's kind of like it sounds like the blog in in book form. Is that a fair way to, yeah, to describe it? Basically, yeah. Um, which made it seem like it was going to be very easy to do. I was like, oh, you know, I've already like done all the work. I've already you know have all this material, and uh, yeah, it turns out it takes a while to uh, <laughs> to make a book. <laughs> no one warned me. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, and uh, COVID was kind of an interesting time to do it as well because. I signed a contract in twenty summer of twenty twenty, so you know writing about all these places or you know we're talking to people at these places that at that time we weren't allowed to spend time in, and not knowing what would still be there. But at the same time, it was kind of amazing timing because people were like so like COVID made us realize how much we care about our favorite spots, you know, how much venues mean to us. And, like, as soon as, you know, you lose something, you have this, like, you know, this love for it is so much more apparent. And um, so, yeah, people were so eager to, um, when I was getting new material, just talk about these places. That meant so much to them. And thankfully, most of them did make it out of the pandemic. So 
the book is still useful as a guide. It's <laughs> yeah, I remember that time. That was a that that was that was a really wild time, of course. And then um, and then yeah, summer of 2021, things kind of started opening and uh, and 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 kind of started to feel feel normal again. And I think now they just completely feel normal, which is which is great. But yeah, it is it is good that that things survived and. It seems like, like, like you're saying, a lot of people realized what they were missing. And I know from, just from meeting musicians, it seems like a lot of bands were formed during the pandemic and, yeah. and lots of creative uh, juices were, were flowing, right? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I was almost busier in terms of like writing mm. about music and like talking to people because so many people were writing and putting stuff out. And, um, you know, I jokingly refer to it as a pandemic because there are so many projects that came out of this like wetsuit tilden 95 bulls like so many really really great brooklyn bands that yeah were born during this time <laughs> the pandemic pandemic baby tm <laughs> yeah yeah it's the you, next book <laughs> you do need to trademark that yeah for sure uh so you've been doing the blog for about four years how many bands do you think you've talked to Oh fuck! Uh, sorry, can I say that? <laughs> um, hun- I'm sure hundreds at this point, um, artists and bands, and you know some no longer live in New York, and then some are still here, and it's just been really cool to also see the momentum that people, you know, the strides that people have made, and to see people grow. I feel like very emotionally invested, like. You're all my children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, and I, and I want to hear about that. So I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you've talked to a couple hundred bands, let's say, and uh, how many of them would you say, just from this music business angle, how many of them think of it as a business? How many of them it's just a, a maybe an art project or, or a hobby? Like, what would you say? How many of them are sort of upfront about, yeah, we're 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 trying to make it. We're actually trying to make money doing this. I don't know, because I think, first of all, people are hesitant to admit that. You know, I think that that seems like something, like, almost forced that some people view as, like... There's different perspectives, right? Because I think some people are, like, recognize that if, like, I want to be able to make art full-time and to be able to do that requires a mindset where, you know, I have to do this and this and this, you know, and they're, like, they're on their TikTok or whatever, and they're, like, you know, have strategies in mind. And then there's some people, like, bands that I want to you know, I reach out to them because I'm like, this is really good and I want to help you, like, reach more people. Um, But, yeah, I think it just varies by band. I couldn't give you numbers specifically, um, but it seems like there is definitely, like, a push and pull between, like, recognizing what needs to be done and that it is a business, but also, like, the fact that it sucks because, like, as an artist, I'm sure, like, all you want to be able to do is, like, make your art and, like, it sucks that you also have to, like, you know, be your own like PR person, you know, be your own social media manager and like, you know, send out emails and like make spreadsheets and reach out to venues and like follow up about getting paid and like, you know, doing all this stuff. You kind of have to be like a one person or a one band like corporation in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and using those two sides of your brain, right. There's the artistic side and then mm-hmm. the, there's the business side and they don't always match up. I know it's a, it's a frustrating thing at our, at our last, uh, gig like i brought t-shirts and then just forgot to announce that, that <laughs> yes. we had t-shirts you, you know or the email list or like all these like business you know you think yeah. you're focusing on the performance right mm-hmm. and, and so you know and, and like that goes great and you feel good and then you know a couple hours later you're like oh i forgot to do this this Shit, thing yeah. that i need to do for for the business side so i think a manager is, is really valuable for a lot of bands i know um one band in, in Brooklyn, Violent and Black, that I'm good friends with, uh, they've got a manager, and I think that it works really well for them. And you're a manager as well, right? I for am. A band. 
And so can you talk about that side? So so in with that hat on, you're 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 focusing on the the, the money side, the business side. A business hat. Yeah, it's a lot of like spreadsheets and enthusiasm is basically. <laughs> oh yeah, I manage Mary Shelley. They are a Brooklyn punk band and the origin story is I saw them at Berlin um summer of 2021 and I see a shit ton of bands. I go to like, you know, three or four shows a week usually and I was not familiar with them and I saw them play and I was just like, "Holy shit." I just like I had this like gut feeling. I was like I need to be a part of this. So I basically like came up to them, accosted them, then bought a book on band management like from Amazon while I was waiting on the train platform for the train to go home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know, I am not personally that business minded either. It's just like I, you know, I like love writing and I love like working with people and I love talking to people. So it's been interesting to switch because I'm like, okay, now I'm doing this on behalf of them rather than on behalf of myself. And you know, there is an element of like, you aren't going to get what you don't ask for, I think. So, you know, it's like working with a venue where if it was myself that I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, I'm just excited. But, you know, when you're doing it on behalf of a band, on behalf of other people who you are trying to help succeed, then, you know, there is an element of being like, oh, I need to like negotiate and try and like, you know, get them a better deal or a better day and like be a little pushy, even if it's not in my or what feels pushy, even though it's not in my normal nature. So success in uh, as a musician can mean different things. But I would imagine over these four years of talking to bands, you've seen some real success stories. Does anybody really stand out that you want to uh, talk about? Um. You know, this is like an example I use so frequently, but just because I'm like so excited about it. But just um, over the course of even like just I think like since like the last year, like seeing Dead Tooth really take off has been amazing. And like, you know, Zach is an incredible performer. He's been doing this for a long time in New York. And um, it's the, the first thing that comes to mind anytime we talk about like, you know, people to be excited about the scene. And when I'm like, if I was going to name bands um, and just, you know, seeing him play like, the spin party at Stubbs in Austin during South by Southwest and like seeing NME just, you know, cover his video and just like witnessing like such an, you know, this all of a sudden like amazing momentum he's gaining that's so well deserved and has been, you know, it's just, you know, it feels like seeing like people in your community succeed like that is like such a beautiful thing and um so that's just one that comes to mind uh meredith of workwife is just you know incredible and she um is on born losers records she just was touring with anthony green and like workwife is like a relatively new project she's also in colatura and so just seeing like her like all of a sudden just like you know again like so well deserved and working towards it in so many ways for so long but just like seeing seeing people i guess it's seeing people from outside New York discover these bands that we get to see all the time and we get to hang out with and these people that we know and there's like a, such a like point of pride you know just being like it, just excited for them to be exposed to more people because they're so good and you see them three times a week or you know you see about the smart at each of the shows and you see them perform and you know they're so good and it's just like a really cool thing to see recognition from outside of uh you know the, tri- yeah. the tri-state area <laughs> or even yeah, yeah and, and on the same token i'm sure you see lots of bands where you're like oh, they totally deserve a national audience and they're not getting it necessarily can you compare is is there something that these bands that are that are making it and getting this national attention are doing differently than the bands who aren't or is it just kind of random luck um 
You know, I'm sure that like having getting the right person or the right team behind you is helpful in so many ways. It just increases access. Um, I, you know, I wish that there was like a formula or something where it's like do this or do that. And like, you know, it seems like Gustav, for example, like I know that they've been playing in New York for so long and I interviewed them for the book. Um, again, like probably like 2021. Maybe and then like you know they're talking about how they're like they're old in senior in seniors and how they, they I think they were like one of the hardest working bands according to Oh My Rockness like played like hundred shows in a year and you know we're playing so much around New York and have been musicians in New York for a long time that all of a sudden now they like were touring with Idols and now they're touring with Fools and you know they're like playing Fashion Week with Celine and they're like friends with Beck and it's just like these people who again have been doing this for so long and are so talented so I don't know exactly what it is and whether you know it's just like it's an element of like working your ass off and being incredibly talented but then you don't know if there's like the magic factor of getting that one person who sees you and is like oh I love this and they're in a position of influence and wants to help or you know it's just I think unfortunately probably so much of it's just like beyond doing the work and and being talented and being passionate is just like an element of like fucking luck right it's just yeah, like sure. i think for everything in life it's just you could you'd be prepared and you work hard and like if you're lucky like the right thing comes along i don't know yeah maybe it's and, not helpful it's and, not helpful and, when you're telling people what to do right <laughs> just try really hard try really hard and maybe <laughs> maybe the right person will see you but it sounds like it's also consistency as well right like uh, um you're talking about gustav and and it sounds like they've been they've been playing for a long time and kind of sticking with it. So maybe if you, uh, if you stick it out long enough, um, and, and, and don't stop. I mean, I think a lot of bands don't last that long, right? Uh, bands break up all the time. So, so maybe there's, there's something, something to be said for consistency, but then also, um, you mentioned having the right team behind you, right? Is that something somebody like dead tooth has to, are they, they have a, do they have some management? Do they have some uh, a label? Maybe some people behind them. Yeah, AJ over at Trash Casual, and Trash Casual is incredible. Um, I think he signed, and I, you know, I don't know exact details, but I know that Dead Dude has become part of Trash Casual, and AJ is just such a nice guy and so good at what he does and so connected. And I think that has also, you know, helped. So it's you know just having people who believe in you probably, and then who are willing to like also work super hard and that really care um and you know believe in your project as much as you do and I would imagine that as an artist too like that's got to feel so good after doing so much by yourself but to know that like other people are like yes like this is good and like I believe in you and I'm going to put my time behind this and like I want you to succeed as much as you want to succeed and I imagine that like from beyond like the actual help itself just like that's got to feel good. We, we're all human beings, right? We all want, you know, the feeling of someone else from, you know, being like, you know, believing in us. It's a cliche, but it's true. It seems like for the most part, people probably lose money uh, in <laughs> yeah. playing, playing in bands. It's like it's an expensive hobby in, yeah. in a lot of ways, right? Especially if you go on tour, there's a lot of travel costs. I know a lot of touring bands don't don't make much money. You know, if they get a hundred dollars at the end of the night, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. And what's that? That's gonna cover you know your food for the next couple of days. So many of my friends' bands here, you know, again are like, you know, feel like I feel like are like doing like really well, and um, yeah, they like all have jobs. 
like at least one job, at least one other job. Do you know any bands who are totally supporting themselves with their music? Um, trying to think. I think this point. <laughs> Oh, man, I know that maybe speaks to <laughs> maybe that maybe that silence as I try and come up with one speaks to the fact that um you know it's not easy to do and it's not common. But I mean, for the sake of having this platform, I think this is a call to if you're listening and you're a music fan, like buy some merch, baby. <laughs> like use Bandcamp, support artists, especially on Bandcamp Fridays. So I think we're coming up to the end of time and we probably ran out of video already, but um, is there one, uh, I don't know, are there like some some tips? Like I know you, you manage Mary Shelley. Are there some, like you you see young bands coming up out there. What 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 do they need to do to really, you know, if they got good music, obviously you need that, but 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 beyond that, I mean, what do, what do they need to do to make themselves have more success? I mean, I would say that just like, I mean, speaking from experience doing this in New York, I was like, the community really is so strong and so supportive. And I think that really just taking advantage of that, like, you know, there are like, you know, I've, I mean, like there's blogs that like, you know, are doing this, doing their thing because they care. So, you know, like, you know, reaching out to them and you know just taking advantage of a community that is already like geared to be supportive and like making friends with other bands i think like come to see like go to shows with bands that you want to play with it's like you know i people put together bills so often with like people that you know they're friends with and like are part of the community so i think it's just it's such a cliche but and it's like such a lame ass answer probably but it, i think like it makes me want to throw up, like, saying the word, but, like, networking, I think, is, like, such an important thing. Like, not in, like, a schmoozy, douchey way, but it's, like, people, I think people, like, naturally in this community, like, do want to, I maybe mean, it's, like, a Pollyanna view, but, like, that's how I feel. It's, like, I'm doing this because I love it and because I care so much. I think so many people just feel the same way, and they want, like, people are geared to want to help. So it's, like, making friends and just, like support and then in turn supporting them however you can and it just again comes back to like kind of the reciprocal elements i noted earlier and i think just like yeah get out there and meet people and foster relationships yeah and connect and, and people want to connect right and, absolutely and, and, and like you said but it, it's funny you, you you don't want to use use the word network and I, I know and it's, I, it's that business it's a business podcast i should yeah, <laughs> no and I, and I and i understand that i think that that's really common and and you mentioned before too uh, how you know, even bands, if they want to make money, they they don't want to admit that. What 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 do you think? What do you think that is? What, you know, what? Uh, why is that such a like? Why is making money this this almost dirty dirty word in uh, yeah. in this artist community? You, any any thoughts? I don't know. Maybe because it's just what it's associated with. It's just like you think about like money. You think of like the man. <laughs> I don't know, or like corporations selling out, uh, or maybe you know, it's the idea. I think people are even often frequently like hesitant to label themselves like er, people have a very strict definition I think often of what they think being an artist is and sometimes the idea of money is in conflict with this idea they have you know much like people feel often like you know they can't have a day job because then they're not a real artist and they can't if they aren't supporting themselves by just their art but you know it's like if you make art, you are an artist, and I think it's loosening up, you know, the restrictions around that. You know, after doing this for 
um, of several years and like working with artists and like which I generally like is my passion is like supporting artists like that I in various forms like that's what I care about more than anything and when I had my book event like seeing people come out for me it was like a really emotional and incredibly like I know I was like just again so so touched by that and like just they're yeah the power of this community in New York specifically um is just incredible and we're very lucky to have it but Awesome. Well, I think that's a great note to yeah, end on. Yeah, before I cry. All right. <laughs> Thank that's you so good. much for having me. Thank you, Sam. It was yes. great talking with you. Okay. All Bye. Right.